What's up, guys? Let's see if uh, got everything going on here. Looks like so far so good. Got terrible internet, but I mean, what can I do? It's uh, terrible, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining, folks. Uh, got a little bit of an interesting show tonight because who triggered CSJ? And uh, basically, this is uh, my stream of I just do whatever I want, uh, and uh, it's not a Q&A, although I may answer questions. And um, a human being doing tech stuff. Thank you, Galvatorex. Um, I too have uh, very creative uh, uh, internet uh, names with which to uh, utilize in various chats on a regular basis. Uh, but no, uh, we're gonna be going over comments today. Comments that uh, I've picked out over since like the last time that uh, I've done a huge triggered CSJ episode and. Uh, We'll see uh, how that goes. Maybe we'll find some comments where I get like absolutely triggered, or we'll uh, find some comments where uh, that's just not the case. So we'll find out. Um, well, at least Akamak uh, is completely on uh, on board here, uh, wondering recently if I've been triggered. So uh, I imagine uh, that I have. So we'll figure that out. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's see how it is. So okay. Um, it's very evident that you're on your ESFP superego. Thank you, Stephen, uh, for that. Uh, I sound rested. Really? Actually, I'm exhausted. I am not rested at all. So, yeah, no. <laughs> not, uh, not actually true on, uh, on this one. So, let's get down to business, shall we? Uh, so... First comment comes from uh, Logical Suppository a month ago. Um, so uh, I'm gonna skip to the middle of the comment where he's like, man, you're killing me with these opinions. You take like they are facts. Your country is unhappy for many reasons. I mean, let's be straight. It's like the most stressed out country on the earth uh, that's been proven statistically multiple times, but okay, fair enough. Here are a few reasons. Because you have a government that was not built to govern a country of that size anyway. Okay, so explain to me where you have some like random rubric or standard with which you can say, uh, factually speaking, that if you follow this government standard 100% of the time, based on the size of your nation 100% of the time, you will have success. Now explain to me, uh, I mean, since your nation is obviously uh, not the United States of America, Explain to me, I mean, are you likely in the European Union? So does that mean your smaller nation uh, supposedly like, uh, you know, has that in there? So it's like, okay, so you're in the European Union. Is this, is this like pot calling the kettle black? You know what I mean? Like, so come on, logical suppository. Maybe you should consider using that logical suppository on your own self. Uh, and I think at that point in time, you might find yourself in a better position uh, you know, to be a little bit more accurate with what you're saying, because I, I have no idea what you're even trying to get here. There is no free higher education, so people are ignorant if they have no money. Uh, that's moderately uh, fair, except I still would offer that even if they do have money, uh, they're going to be pretty uh, ignorant regardless. And uh, hard rate, Nate, thanks for the super chat. That's pretty dope of you. And when are the social engineering INTP? It's coming out very soon. Uh, 
outlines coming along. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a longer episode. I estimate 90 minutes from the size of this episode due to the importance of it. Uh, so I'm hoping to knock it out of the park. So I uh, really appreciate your patience. Not only that, I'm trying to find a more efficient chair uh, to do that with, uh, but I think I'll have that figured out in the future. Um, so the text looks very small. I mean, yeah, the text is small. That's why I'm reading it. Uh, you don't have to uh, read it, I guess. I mean, I could just take it away. Uh, I could take the text away, and then uh, we could not look at it. So sorry that it's small. It's not necessarily. This is not. This is not uh, CSJ read along. This is uh, who triggered CSJ. So I guess I get to trigger my audience by uh, not letting them read uh, the comments as I read them. I guess. I have no idea. SE Demon, right? I'm not exactly the best person at giving others a good experience here. In the future, I'll see what I can do to make it a little bit easier to uh, read here. I mean, maybe there's like a, a zoom in function I could use. Let's see. Zoom. No. Or is there a different one? Page up, page down? I have no idea. So, college degrees are a waste of time these days. More of a money-making machine for the universities. Of course it is. It's just branding. It's just marketing. So, yeah, like, I mean, come on. So, uh, psychology is a soft science, but disorders are real. Um, no. Actually, psychological disorders, the majority of them are subjective, actually. Uh, and, uh, like, I, I'm sure disorders are real. I never said, actually, that they aren't. This guy is calling me out for Q&A episode 31, and he's claiming that I'm saying that uh, psychological disorders are not real at all, which, let's be straight, uh, that's not actually what I said, but I have no choice but to question that these little labels of ow, BPD, MPD, you know, all these different psychological disorders, are they actually real? I have to question it. If they, if you can be proven to me that they're real, sure, fine. But like statistics with which to measure, I mean, human, the human race does not have a good enough concept to describe what normal is such that it has no right to describe what abnormal is. Let's be straight. So again, if we're if we're judging countries by you know governments, do you have like a perfect standard with which to measure by? Because if you don't, uh, you might want to keep your mouth shut. Because how exactly does that mean your opinion is remotely credible or uh, valuable? Because from that point of view, what are you doing? Is this is this like a, an appeal to authority, logical fallacy right now? Like come on, like, like what what are you trying to do here? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't it doesn't exactly uh, help. Yes, and, and yes, they can be real, but they could be misdiagnosed, uh, definitely. Um, so let's uh, let's not uh, let's not get in that. So I, I specifically enjoy how he calls out the audience. Remember that half your audience are morons who will take your words and not research a thing. We live in an age now where some people now believe the Earth is flat again, and vaccines give you autism. All right. I don't know much about vaccines. A lot of people tell me that I'm like an anti-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Go vaccinate your children, sure. Just don't vaccinate them the moment they're born. Like, come on, let's, let's, let's show some personal responsibility here. They haven't even gotten the colostrum necessary from breastfeeding immediately upon birth. So explain to me how their uh, microbiome within their gut is actually healthy enough to develop an immune system that is necessary, that is, that is effective in dealing with uh, foreign antibodies or, or whatever it takes to create uh, vaccines at such an early age and have so many strains of different viruses uh, as, as a lot, you know, or, or bacteria thereof, 
you know, specifically for a small child, uh, a newborn. Explain to me how that's wise. This is why I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I am a late vaxxer, if there is a such thing late. Let's be straight, okay? So how about society stops being ignorant because apparently, you know, you're doing some massive appeal to authority right now because, yay, appeal to authority, yay! I get to put my head in the sand. Wait a minute, isn't that what you're accusing this audience of doing, putting the head in the sand? Wait a minute, does that mean you're a hypocrite? Stop being a hypocrite, like seriously. That's not how it works. Like, need some, um, need some, uh, like, uh, you know, um, I appealed to the DSM for gender dysphoria. Could you, uh, hello, hard Nate, hard right Nate. Thank you for the 99 cents many times. Thank you. And Marky Mark, could you, uh, please, uh, expound on that a little bit more? We're going to go a little bit further than that. But uh, I'm like, yeah, bro, this comment doesn't make you credible. But he responded, I am not trying to be credible. It's my opinion. I lose nothing by expressing it and gain peace of mind after letting out. If someone wishes to ignore it, they may. If they wish to research further into it, they also may. Why aren't you researching? I am not responsible for people's gullibility. Okay. I also do not have the same power to influence people. Sure you do. You plenty of logical suppository. You have a lot of power to influence people right now because I am putting you at the forefront of this audience and you are definitely influencing this audience right now because your comment is being read to everybody. So you're wrong. And then uh, what I do not get is that how you believe stating that degrees are useless makes you remotely credible. Wow, this guy is obviously a butthurt TE user. I mean, come on. Like, like, okay, I get that people value degrees and whatnot, but again, that's just logical fallacy, appeal to authority. Why is it TE users have to do this appeal to authority, appeal to uh, achievement, appeal to the experts? I mean, if the experts were actually so good, logical suppository, why haven't they cured cancer yet? Why haven't they cured obesity yet? Because people are ignorant. And, you know, like literally the degree, do you know what all the degree is? If I only had a brain, you know, and I'm going to the Wizard of Oz like a madman, and I just go to the, the, the Wizard of Oz in the Emerald City, you know, the city made of money, right? And at the Emerald City, I'm being handed a degree, which is apparently proof that I'm smart. Does that mean I'm actually smart? Or is that just the symbol of being intelligent? What's the difference, right? And, and if that's the case, why even bother watching The Wizard of Oz anyway? Apparently that movie is like completely lacking in credibility entirely and an absolute waste of time, Mr. Logical Suppository. So what is that? You know what I mean? So like, I, 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 just, I just don't get it. Um, um, so anyway, yes, uh, I am a late vaxxer. Um, by the way, you guys talk of these issues. It's possible to know how the U.S. health system sucks. Yes, it sucks, but at least the U.S. health system has more freedom of choice, whereas in some nations you have less freedom of choice, and it's just you get what you get, and that's it. You just have to deal with it. So there's pros and cons. Um, so, yes, you don't need to agree to get a lot of jobs either, which is fantastic. Okay, so let's see here. Um... Oh, another guy complaining about degree. I, I, I love it when we have uh, discussions about, uh, uh, let's see here. Ooh, here we go. Here, here's a really large comment by uh, Kuma. Kuma. 
It really depends on your personality type, talent, and skills if a degree is going to help you or not find a job. Do you Did you do some market research to see if there's a demand for your major and degree when you graduate? Did you find that you will be starting salary when you graduate? A degree is not worth it if you're starting salary is 50K. Okay, I'll, I'll, I, can, I can agree with that. Could agree with that. With the bachelor degree. We're at the top of your class or in the middle of the rest of them. Did you get some self-reflection? He's asking questions about how to validate whether or not this is a thing. If you're an affiliate of SJ, then you should go get a degree and work the system, climb the corporate ladder. This is especially true for SDJs. Fair enough. SJs want job security and, and then the corporate job is the best security. Okay, yeah, security. NFs need to follow the SJ route to get a four-year degree, but a corporate job will kill your soul. Preach it. If you're an SP, you should really explore the, all the options that don't require a degree that give you the most freedom. Hashtag blue-collar jobs. You guys are the first ones to get bored and frustrated with an office job. Preach! And you will find it boring and want to rage and jump out the window. Interesting, uh, the timing of this conversation. Uh, you are the folks who need to learn a skill and perform a skill that is that for a relaxed culture company, reach small company, or be your own boss. It will take you twice, sometimes three times or longer, to, or longer than anyone else to get a degree. And that cost of education will quickly add up and you will develop anxiety disorder and other mental diseases because of that. Not sure I disagree, but I see his point. Also, hire an investment advisor who can help you lower your spending and invest your money for you. Okay, I could see that for SPs, but I wouldn't necessarily go all that far. I know some really uh, capable ISTPs who are insanely good at investing, and also some ESTPs who have climbed the corporate ladder who are like fantastic engineers and whatnot, so it's kind of like a difference. Um, NTJs, you guys are kind of like SJs. You guys need to get your finance degrees and become a corporate shill at first. Okay. You will love the highly structured corporate job, but eventually you get tired of the inefficiencies and the idiots who run the big corporations. Preach it. And then when you need to move on to run, start up a company. I did that. Uh, NTPs, you guys can do anything you want. The best option for you guys is to get a degree, get a corporate job so you can learn the corporate system and how to be disciplined by holding a regular nine to five job for years. But don't get too comfortable once you have learned to game the system. Nice. That's when you need to find a new challenge and go work as a consultant, start a small business and become a teacher. You always need to explore different options, not get stuck in the same job retirement. And I said, very well said, because that's a great comment, guys. This guy knows what he's talking about. And given what Logical Suppository was just saying about how you know degrees are the end-all be-all, this guy actually broke it down from a temperament analysis to explain why that just is not the case. So yeah, the dopest. Um, so, so, okay. All right, cool. We're gonna go past Kuma here. So, um, all right. So next one we have Crystal S. Let's see what she says. Crystal S. Um, all right. Didn't catch this live, but Railgun's voice sounds beautiful. I think she softens you in the best way. Not that I know you, but so happy for you that you found her. Also. ISFJ here and not triggered by your existence. Your rants are dope and make me smile, except for when you rant about ISFJs, LMAO. You're doing a great thing. Don't let opinions bring you down. Thank you, Crystal S, for your comment. It is very much appreciated, and Railgun says thanks. So moving on to the next one. Looks like we got Cena Nopa Sands. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, here it goes. Here it goes. All right, this is in response to my what is extroverted thinking lecture. Uh, this is not a helpful lecture. 
it's kind of stupid to judge people based on their degrees, and I think that's what some people do, but not half of the world. We must know what is your information is based of. Is it something you've heard in Uber Ride, or is it based on facts? Are you lying or are you telling the truth? And this video is kind of stereotypical by TE. My first language isn't English, and they didn't teach us much in school, but I'm getting better at it by watching YouTube and movies. And I know it's not perfect, but I don't need to show a degree to someone to prove that I could speak zero or 17 languages. All I'm talking about is what we experience here in life isn't all. Okay, so you know, you have just contradicted yourself big time within this comment. First of all, you get on me about like, hey, you know, it's stupid to judge people based on their degrees, but then we need to know what the information is based off of, whether you heard an Uber right or not. And then you're saying my first language is English. So what exactly are you trying to say? And I think that's why I said in response, do you not know how you just contradicted yourself? I mean, like, like what happened? Now, I get that English is not your first language, and maybe that's the reason why, but I think, like, I mean, come on, like, uh, you might want to redo this comment here, because I'm trying, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what your position is, right? So that's why I wanted to bring this up. So, anyway. Okay, so... Hmm, degrees don't go matter. I guess we shouldn't have doctors get degrees. I mean, there's people out there who are way better at medicine than doctors. Let's be straight. Anthony William is not one of them. I'll give you that. Uh, so, okay. Let's see. Uh, long-legged uh, ape. Long-legged ape. Let's see what long-legged uh, ape said um, a day ago. Long-legged ape. ISTJ here that is not convinced that the cholesterol heart disease link has been dunked. Probably because, and my response, probably because it's an ISTJ here who has not looked into it well enough. Might have suggest reading Gary Taubes to start. And then Long-Legged Ape says, I already know about Taubes, Lustig, Atia, uh, Fallon, Cordain, etc. Trust me, I've looked into it. Thanks for responding, though. Alright, here's the thing. For some reason, people think Ansel Keys' study on cholesterol in the 1970s has any bearing on heart disease whatsoever. I submit to you that heart disease is actually linked to an overconsumption of sugar, while simultaneously people are not eating from their metabolic archetype. There are three metabolic archetypes based on body morphism, endomorphism, mesomorphism, and ectomorphism. And an additional source that I would cite to support me on this is Dr. Philip Golia, G-O-G-L-I-A, who just happens to also be the nutritionist that Disney hired for the Marvel films. Chris Hemsworth, I think, owes his six-pack to uh, Mr. Golia. And if not Chris Hemsworth, then probably the guy who played Black uh, Panther, Chadwick Boseman, etc. And maybe, uh, and maybe Michael B. Jordan as a result. You know, in terms of making sure that they have all the food necessary. Definitely, um, whoever uh, whoever played Captain Marvel absolutely does too, that woman. But, uh, but anyway, like, for those of you out there who think that, uh, you know, heart disease is caused by cholesterol, no, no, it's, it, it's, it's not. You know, it's, it's actually because the standard American diet 
has nothing to do, is, is not actually appropriate. Because according to Dr. Philip Golia, 70 plus percent of the population are actually fat and protein efficient. The standard American diet is low fat, high carb, which actually only benefits about 23% of the population. So no wonder you go to Victoria's Secret and no bras fit any actual normal women because all the women that go to Victoria's Secret and can wear those bras, guess what? They're usually ectomorphic. All the sizes there favor ectomorphs, that body morphism, which is carbohydrate efficient within their metabolic archetype. So explain to me how you can have this position that, you know, hey, you know, uh, not convinced that cholesterol heart disease link has been dunked. It actually has, okay? Now, that's not to say that, that's not to say that we should all go David Asprey on this and say that keto is like the number one way of doing things. It's really not. People need to identify their metabolic archetype first, right? So if you wanna figure that out, check out Dr. Philip Golia or check out uh, Tom Venuto, V-E-N-U-T-O. Both of those are really good sources on that and learn about what your, uh, what your metabolic archetype is so you can actually like, you know, figure that out. Because that way, if you're eating the way that you should, all of a sudden the fat just starts leaving your body and it's not necessarily necessary or required for you to exercise. It just may take longer. And according to Dr. Golia, exercise just provides the potential for change, but it's not the cause or the source of change. It's actually food. No wonder all those personal trainers at the gym always say that 60% of your effort in getting a six pack actually comes from food. 30%, up to 30% is lifting weights and 10% is cardio. But even that model only necessarily maybe fit one or two with metabolic archetypes and not all of them. This is why people claim there's one side, no, there is no one size fits all solution when it comes to fitness. And guess what? They're 100% correct. The thing is, is that which size needs to be fit when it comes to fitness? You might want to figure that out, folks. So. All right. So. All right, thank you, Nora. Uh, apparently, no one can handle my criticism. I'm here to take criticism and not respond to anyone else. I mean, is that why? Like, I have to, I, I literally read every single comment, Nora, but do I not have the opportunity to respond to the comments? And I take a bunch of them and like, oh, so positive, negative comments and then respond based on my actual real reaction because like I'm being a real person and not just some fake person. But if you want me to be fake, Nora, I can and just pretend that everything is okay, you know, or I could actually be real and try to actually, you know, create some variety and some good results for people. But I mean, it's not my fault when people get mad about that. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. Yeah, lose weight in the kitchen, get fit in the gym. Well said, Cat13. All right, cool. All right, so um, let's see here. Tommy, Tony Jimenez. Um, let's see. Let's see this one here. Okay.
let's try that one. There we go. All right, cool. So great lecture, Chase. Before starting this comment, as per your suggestion, engaging my TE trickster, have you thought about this? What do you think about this? Regarding doing what works versus doing what's right, you contrasted doing what works with doing what is right as if they are different things. But assuming doing what is right consists of doing what is morally good, which is based on truth, and doing what works means doing what is beneficial and efficient, right? So um, then what would actually mean uh, that doing what works is based on doing what is right because doing what is right is doing what is morally good. What is morally good is based on truth and what is true, what is beneficial and efficient. But if doing what works means doing what works in the world, then that would indeed be different than doing what is right because this way the world works focuses more on the end result than the way it is achieved. So why bother doing what is right, what is morally good? Anyway, if doing what works in this world gets the results, it doesn't always get the results. Jesus said in uh, Mark 16, 26, for what profit is it a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Doing what is right consists of doing what works for the good of our souls because doing what works in this world is not actually beneficial beyond the mere observable pleasures and achievements of the physical of the present physical existence which is temporary 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 my intention is not to get churchy however when speaking the truth it is necessary to speak about god because god is truth john 14:6 yes i'm an infj my response people trying to do the right thing because they are affiliative does not actually mean it's the right thing for real tony Jimenez responds I agree, but it goes both ways. Pragmatics trying to do what works does not actually mean what they're doing is what truly works. So then since we are all humans that can be wrong in what we think is right and what we think works, where do you think that leaves us? I think that, well, obviously some people don't care about what is actually true. A lot of people want to, want to stay believing and doing what is comfortable, like uh, Nora, who was uh, with us as a member of the audience and is no longer a member of the audience previously. And hence doing what is right and what works based on what they think to be true, I think we really ought to not rely on our own understanding because inherently, as imperfect humans, we can't possibly know what is right and what works. There are way too many variables, don't you think? I'm not saying we shouldn't learn to develop our reasoning uh, and understanding, but I am saying that in order... Uh, but I am saying that in order to arrive at what is truly meant and what truly works, we should look beyond our own minds and realize that there is a greater understanding out there. I respect the work of Nikola Tesla and find this quote very relevant. My brain is only a receiver. In the universe, there is a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. I have not penetrated into the secrets of this core, but I know that it exists. I would agree with that. That's standard extroverted intuition, folks. That's expert intuition. Personally, I interpret all this by realizing that I have no idea what works. I have no idea what is right based on my understanding. Preach it. That's fantastic that you've come to that uh, conclusion, Tony Jimenez. But when I let my guard down and stop trying to penetrate the secrets of the core of knowledge of truth and life, and rather let my guard down and allow all the core pours understanding to my heart and mind, then it is no longer me knowing. But him that knows, and it is no longer a philosophical musing, but an experience that lives on every day. Think of all this as you will. I don't want to say because you're trying to get to do that anyway, but hey, my Essian Fury wants to have a good experience finishing reading this wall of text. I believe the core to be God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and can generally test to being a life-changing relationship. There are other options out there, but they are not good or true. Anyway, from the sounds of it, I think like your mom. Ha ha. Have a great week. Um, 
Uh, and my response is, Mr. Jimenez, I agree with your points as long as you don't argue that affiliative is better than pragmatic. Um, and his response is, affiliative equals pragmatic. What is right equals what works. Affiliative and pragmatic, what is right and what works. Different aptitudes, but ultimately both interlinked and equal in value. Thank you, Tony, for even saying this. A lot of people within this audience are really having a hard time understanding that just because you have your point of view with your archetype does not necessarily mean your point of view is correct, right? It's not, uh, it's not, it's not ideal. Um, and uh, based on that, we need to find ourselves in a situation. Um, we need to find ourselves in a situation where it's like, okay, it's not, it's not, it's not appropriate. You know what I'm saying? So let's uh, let's let's be careful. You know, like. Uh, Sometimes, because here's the thing, affiliatives have this problem where they like, well, I'm doing the right thing, so that means I am automatically more of an authority than you are. And this is like where we get kings who are like divine right, you know. They elect themselves these kingly people or these people who are to lead over our society because they feel arrogantly that they're doing the right thing. Now, I'm giving a biased perspective because I am pragmatic. That's very fair. Um, and... Uh, so so just uh, so just so just be aware of that, um, and uh, anyway, like you just gotta understand that you know just because you're affiliative, it doesn't make you better than everyone else. And then of course, if you're affiliative, people are like, well, I don't think that you're better for anyone else. But to the pragmatics, you definitely come off that way. This is what pragmatics people are receiving from you, you know, in general. I'm generalizing here, so take it with many grains of salt. So. So it's just something for you guys to figure out. If you're affiliative, try not to realize that you're naturally authoritarian, but don't utilize that authoritarian uh, behavior or power that you guys are trying to gain for yourself and exercise that authority over other people, right? So uh, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is, right? Like, so make sure that, you know, if you are affiliative, you don't, exercise your authority such that it stifles the pragmatic or it stifles the freedom because the pragmatic will naturally rebel from you and then take that power from you and then let and let others have it you know after you basically pragmatics don't necessarily want to rule and when they do rule well then you get totalitarianism or you get uh, anarchy or tribalism or, or gangs basically ruling everything uh, because they just don't they just don't agree with the affiliative constructs that would, that are ruling, etc. So this is a problem, guys. Remember, affiliative does not necessarily mean better than pragmatic. Just because you think you're doing the right thing, not only does it mean not necessarily guarantee you're doing the right thing, but it also doesn't give you the right to lord that over other people. And it's really frustrating when that happens. It's really, really uh, frustrating. So. So Nicola uh, Mitchell Brown says, who judges right and wrong? The inability to accept you are wrong comes via child-focused insecurity, usually installed during formative years of uh, development. I don't really know much about that. Um, if we're talking about truth, I don't care about my natural TE bias. It's always literally just about finding what is or false, what is true or false. No, that's fair, Marky Mark. I, I get it. Uh, but just the thing is, is that truth is something that I, that uh, exists outside of the rational. It is its own thing, you know. 
uh, because it's kind of like a it's like a processed uh, state. Now you can get different outputs, but the processor, the truth, is the same. Um, what changes is the information that goes through the truth, depending on the inputs. The inputs could be false, which is why you know rationale uh, or rational people are at risk of having uh, rash, uh, you know, uh, false or true inputs, right? They'll take Dario Nardi, for example. I think his experiments are pretty accurate, uh, you know, in determining psychological type cognitive functions within the brain. Uh, in his experiments, and I think the process he followed is excellent. However, I do question the inputs, the data that he used to start the experiments, which tells me that the output of his experiments are actually fundamentally incorrect which is why I maintain that the experiment needs to be restarted and ensure that the proper inputs are put in uh, so that we end up having an actual uh, more accurate or real result. Uh, you know, so that's kind of uh, where I'm going from, uh, from it. So anyway, let's move on to the next person. Okay, uh, nice. Uh, so we have Grace uh, grateful Chica. Let's uh, let's actually erase a lot of this that I have over here, uh, so I can stay on track. Okay, awesome. Oops. So the next one is from Grateful Chica. All right, Grateful Chica says. You're right about the overdiagnosis of autism. My three-year-old son is being investigated for autism because he is a late talker and he refuses to cooperate with speech therapists or many, any medical staff anyway. Well, let's think about that for a second. What happens when a child is not cooperating uh, with speech therapists or medical staff? Chances are they're probably pragmatic and not affiliative because affiliative children cooperate. Pragmatic children do not, right? They say his play style is self-directed, which is a problem, I guess. Nah, that's not a problem. And his communication style is atypical because he will not communicate unless it is his idea. What's wrong with that? Are you, are you describing an ISTP or an ESTP right now? Uh, reading his reports, it is difficult to believe it is about the sweet loving boy that I know at home. Even the fact that he knows the alphabet, animals, colors, shapes, and counts to 20 in two languages is seen as a sign of obsessive focus. Okay, it is simply unbelievable how they will twist anything for a diagnosis. Well, his dad is INTJ and my brother is an INTJ and both talked late. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm an INFP and learning so much. Grateful Chica, you are most welcome. I'm sorry that your son is uh, dealing with this uh, issue uh, from an autistic standpoint. My recommendation would be for you to master the type grid and learn the type grid such that when uh, these teachers or these uh, authorities are challenging you about your son, uh, you can teach them about their own psych their own psyches as well as your son's psyche so that they realize that they're actually misdiagnosing your son and putting your son at great risk as a result. Uh, that way your son would have a better future and that would be my uh, recommendation. So uh, yes, I can type three-year-olds uh, Mamu for sure. So, okay. And then uh, the next one is uh, Paloma Thomas. Paloma Thomas. Paloma Thomas. Quote, you are damn right about socionics and their theory of compatibility. It is trash. Duality is not where it's at. Thank you for your service, sir. 
Uh, fair enough. Uh, you are most welcome. Socionics uh, is incorrect about compatibility. Although Socionics has some actual really good uh, definitions of the kinds of relationships that types have with each other, like supervisor or pedagogue or those types of roles, uh, the roles of relationships, Socionics does a great job there, but it does a really bad job explaining compatibility because they don't understand uh, cognitive functional synchronicity, as is covered by season five in the playlist. So. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Um, what's next? So, all right, somebody's baby. Somebody's uh, baby. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Um, Sarah Bushra um, said, um, some advice, Mr. CSJ. You come off as almost cult leaderish in some of your videos, and that's why people tend to be put off by your videos, and I think it's just a plan to get money. Since you're kind of going against the grain of what other MBTI people was used to, I feel like there's no need to be fake. Okay, does anyone here think I'm actually being fake right now? Like, let's be straight. I mean, I know that Nora person did not like uh, what I was saying, so she decided to leave us this evening. Uh, but uh, am, I, am I actually being fake here? Uh, but I think you can try at least be more watcher friendly to not get people completely turned off to your message. Okay, maybe, but the thing is, I'd rather just be straight up real, and you know, if people don't like real, then they can move on. I'm not here to make everybody happy. I don't draw my self-worth based on how many people, uh, like I don't draw my self-worth based on how many uh how my subscriber count or how much money is coming in like everyone gets so numbers focused i don't care about that i care about quality i care about results right quality content that's actually accurate right that's more important but apparently that makes me a cult leader i would imagine that if i was more cult leaderish uh i would be more focused on money but then again if that was the case wouldn't i be more inherently narcissistic but if that was the case why is it I give away so much pro bono all the time? Wait a minute, the fact that I do that, doesn't that prove that I'm like not narcissistic? I don't understand why people have these wrong opinions. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? So, a cultish YouTube channel, haha, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to. All good, KR, all good. Um, a a bit too blunt and earnest. That's okay, Cherry, it happens. Uh, but I mean, like, I have SC Demon and I have TI Parents. So I'm just gonna tell the truth. You know, if people don't like it, I, there's not much I can do, you know. FE usage would be nice. Like you say, any users can tell their people's future, but nowhere in the MBTI uh, descriptions does, does it say it can. Yeah, that's because all of the MBTI descriptions are incorrect, okay? And it's usually a function associated with NI users and INFJs, ENFJs. Which makes me kind of think either biased, but then as an INFP, oh, this person is claimed to be an INFP, oh no, uh, as accurately predicted people's futures. I suppose I do it through deductive reasoning, no. And NI users do it through inductive reasoning to come up with predictions, no. Uh, just proof for thought. Sarah, I appreciate that, but you also are like, you're a cult leader, so I, I really don't know how to take this. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, and then, uh, 
So the next, uh, Sarah Boucher said, next to triggered CSJ, another INFP that wants to feel comfortable SI and is upset she got her feelings hurt. Maybe you should get a few more people to agree INFPs are biased because our TE and Fury wouldn't listen otherwise. Haha. Ha. P.S. I still love your content, CSJ. I'm an ENFJ best friend. Thanks, you're cute. Okay. Uh, thank you, Sarah. And then somebody's baby. Uh, I'm, I'm stating my opinion. I see you post another comment, which is not showing up. Post away. I don't really care whether you believe me or not. You're someone on the internet who I don't care for. And there was nothing on my original comment that I couldn't defend myself against or be triggered enough to delete. People on the internet take two things seriously. Like, okay, fair enough. I mean, no offense, Sarah, but aren't you taking things too seriously? I don't know. Uh, you want to defend him against people with a slightly different opinion? Be my guest. You're right. No one gave me the power to control my narrative, but I have all the power in the world to state my opinion. No one can censor that unless CSJ wants to delete my comments. Wait a minute. This is an example of me not deleting comments. Yet, you know, I get a lot of crap from critics saying that I, uh, you know, saying that uh, for some reason I, uh, you know, like delete comments all the time. Yet, yet I don't. I, I don't know. Because, I mean, think about it. How could I do who triggered CSJ live streams if I'm actually deleting people's comments? Wait a minute, how does that even make sense, right? Like, how is it possible? Think about that for a second. Um, okay. Okay, so... Okay. All right, so I, I actually responded, and I said, MBTI is not legitimate. Stop saying that what I am saying is the same as MBTI. It is not wanted. That's what I said. And then Sarah responds with, at C.S. Joseph, it's not MBTI, it's not socionics, then what is it? It's called Four Sides of the Mind, Psychological Theory. Like, check that out. So, Four Sides of the Mind. Your functions clearly doesn't properly state, to the uh, doesn't properly translate to the Jungian functions, and clearly as it is, falsifiable as it gets. You want INFPs and others to use TI, but you have a problem when I try and verify? You know what using TI looks like in regards to personality type it looks like? Doing a NOAA's by hand to find a difference in sample in regards to one factor versus now the other through questionnaires or neuroimaging techniques, that takes hours. The closest someone is doing to something like that in the YouTube community is INFP and INTJ Coffee. And you still have an answer to my question using Logos to deflect what I said. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And why do INFJ join cults when they have, they have too good TI? How do people go to the other side of their mind if they are drunk? You know, well, that's because uh, when you have chaotic transitions or, uh, yeah, it's basically chaotic transitions into the other side of your mind, you're going through your cognitive gateways, that's what happens when you're drunk, right? And it's basically doing the expedience in the meaningful way when you're transitioning in your mind. It's, that's basic, right? We've talked about that multiple times. Just because you haven't read it somewhere else doesn't mean it's false. This is my biggest problem with INFPs. INFPs ENFPs, and oftentimes STJs, that quadra specifically, for some reason, that quadra, but it's mostly INFPs, out of all of them in that quadra, they maintain, if I haven't heard it somewhere else, or if I haven't read it somewhere else, it can't be true. And if the majority of people are saying you're wrong, well, then I have no choice but to agree with the majority. Again, that's classic appeal to authority logical fallacy, and I refuse to think like that. No offense, Sarah. I'm not trying to be offensive to you. I'm just telling you, this is my specific problem with your rationale. 
because you can't verify things that I'm saying when what I'm saying is completely different from what everyone else is saying because it's original. You do realize that ENTPs are also known as the originator. We make things that are original, right? That's just who we are. And it's not my fault that what everyone else says about the cognitive functions is inaccurate and what I'm saying is accurate after spending a lot of time. Because if what everyone else was saying was actually accurate, then I'd be an INTJ. But I'm not. I'm not an INTJ. So basically my mission is to destroy all the misinformation, you know, as a result, okay? I appreciate your opinion and your comment. Don't worry, please keep commenting. But at the same time, just understand, like, I'm not exactly being a cult leader. I'm actually verifying what everyone else is saying. I'm the verifier in this particular situation. It's not necessarily that people need to verify me. And wait a minute, when they try to verify me, and they can go ahead and try, with whom are they going to verify me against? The majority? That's not going to lead to anywhere useful. So, anyway... Okay, um, okay, okay, uh, good old Dolph Durgitz. Um, so you say you're for truth, right? Well, here's some truth for you. Your system isn't, isn't, is or is not just as valid or invalid as MBTI is or isn't. I disagree, Dolph Dervish. If you say I'm wrong, I say prove it, and you can't. Why? Actually, I can prove it. I can prove it from all of the results. Like, all of the letters and the comments that I receive on a consistent basis, or all of the people looking at me wide-eyed like, wow, every time I'm just telling them, hey, you know, my life is, I show them and prove to them that their life has changed forever, and they end up having better marriages, they're able to parent their children a lot better, they're able to uh, uh, run their businesses better, hire better people, hire people specifically to the positions that they're for, and have the absolute best uh, intimate relationships they've ever had, which is not something the MBTI or any other system like it can actually do or claim, like at all. So that's how I can prove it, Dolph Dervish. Like the proof is in the pudding. No one's out there saying that what I'm saying is untrue. Who is? Oh, and if they do say that I'm true, well, we can have a conversation about that. But chances are they're incorrect because at this point, I'm kind of the only person that's correct. I mean, there used to be someone that was really close to being correct, and that was EJ R&D way back in the day. But EJ R&D found God and then decided to disappear off the face of the internet because apparently this science is evil. I have no idea. You know, EJ R&D also thought he was an ESTP when in reality he was an INFJ. But he's still the closest YouTube has ever gotten to figuring this stuff out. So luckily I think a few of his videos were reposted somewhere, but they're all basically still predominantly missing and he's still gone into hiding or has disappeared ever since. So not much I can do about that. So, okay. Ooh, yes, LOL cats. I love LOL cats. I love their uh, their comments. Usually uh, usually got some good ones here. Oh, let's see. Okay. All right, LOL cats. Whoa. 
We about to get into who triggered Lurkmore here, bro. Faith without works is dead. Stop right there, buddy. I sent a rant to my old theology teacher about how this topic uh, book, about his topic book, a textbook that teachers make and give you for studying, was oversimplifying the Lutheran view of faith and work and works. And I don't mean to be smart arse. Just kidding, I do. But no, uh, I will not stand for this. And Christopher Reeves won't sit for it either. Observe this message in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, uh, NIV. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, this is a gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. For we are God's hand uh, work, uh, handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What this basically means in plain English is once you truly have faith, you automatically start doing good works. So basically, if you choose to have faith, I guess God will have a plan for you upon giving a kind of consent. But that's for the people interested in theosophy. Okay, you mean theology? Because theosophy is a little bit different. I just wanted to point out that this distinction between what you said, faith without works is dead, which implies that you can have faith and not do works true faith because it's wrong. I'm sorry, but it is. I'm actually triggered considering you use a lot of Bible quotes in your lectures. Someone didn't read Ephesians properly. Triggered face. Okay. My response. Okay, so faith is dead without works is a verse. Read the book of James. Also, the Apostle Paul's writings being considered God's word is not my thing. The Apostle Paul directly contradicts on many, Jesus on many points. And even Paul admits what he says is him and not the Holy Spirit. LOL Cats responds. Okay, now I'm reading over it. I made a mistake. Faith without works is dead doesn't actually contradict Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. So we're basically talking past each other on that. Well, I'm not religious, but I'm pretty sure that Paul's writings are a good basis for a lot of RC thought, like natural law theory, etc. Meanwhile, Catholics apparently believe that you can interpret the Bible with reason, which is part of natural law, right? The secondary precepts. So who knows, honestly? I would consider Paul a pretty important figure in Christianity, but that's only from my formal education. And then, stop being cleverer than me, damn it. Um, thank you, Mr. Katz. Uh, LOL Katz is one of my favorite commenters here on the YouTube channel. I always enjoy their comments. Um, and I appreciate the humility in admitting the mistake. Uh, and uh, I also would like to agree with LOL Katz. He says, I would consider Paul a pretty important figure in Christianity. Yes, Paul is definitely an, a, an important character or person or figure in Christianity. However, that doesn't stop me from disagreeing with Paul, right? It does not stop me from uh, uh, disagreeing with Paul. So uh, just uh, something to be aware of uh, in, that, uh, in that regard. So yeah, uh, going to be moving on uh, from uh, that and then... Uh, Okay, so uh, Mohammed Riza Allah uh, is the next uh, person on the list. And. Okay, uh, you've gave me a framework. I feel like if we gain superpowers, time to go to the cave and think about it. I guess you're going to be changing my life for the better and forever. Um, and he also says, uh, in my opinion, you are pushing the edges of this specific field and topic. Keep up the good work. And I'm like, I have no idea to respond to this. Basically, it's like, is this guy praising me or criticizing? I have no idea. So I thought I'd mentioned it because I was just like, I don't have any 
idea what that's even remotely about. Um, next one is Tolstoy 431. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. Um, okay. Is there a chance that... Uh, okay, here we go. Tolstoy 431. Uh, hey, Joseph, thanks for all your uh, interesting thoughts and visions about interactions between uh, MBTI types. What's your vision between the relationship between two gay guys? I'm an INFJ and my husband is an ESFP. Did not see that in your lecture. We are together 25 years now. It's interesting to see you hear about the conflicts. Up until now, conflicts in and out situation and more practical stuff. I want to make a plan and calm approach. My husband wants to start immediately. No plan, no thinking. Can you imagine those fight afterwards when the work is has gone wrong and we all have to work together again a second or a third time this drove me insane many times the need to feel your partner to be loyal to you sounds very familiar to me thanks for that word loyal mr joseph could not find a better description for the meaning versus feeling i look forward to future content from you and listen to your view on different personality types and their interactions so just because I didn't talk much about homosexuality uh, within my lectures, that doesn't mean like I'm discounting it. Even uh, season four, which is a playlist, which is how do intimate relationships actually work, it talks about masculine and feminine relationships, but it's not specific to a gender, right? They're very gender neutral. The reason why is if you go into season 17, I believe it's the subconscious episode in season 17, I think it's episode three, uh, when we learn about the uh, subconscious, you understand that gender is not exactly something that's always applicable, uh, and then you end up finding that femininity and masculinity is applied at different locations based on like the different uh, sides of your mind, right? Different approach entirely. So, okay. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll we'll move uh, forward with that. Um, but yeah, like. I'm not, like, I've been accused so many times of being a homophobe, but that's not true. I mean, I even I even have somebody, uh, you know, who is gay and happens to be, uh, you, know, you know, on my team. So, like, I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm just here to tell the truth, right? And I'm not here to say that being gay is, is, is a bad thing. I'm not here to say that. Now, the Apostle Paul would say that. Unless, of course, we're assuming that what the Apostle Paul said about being gay is actually true. Um, so uh, it's not uh, it's not exactly. Uh, I mean, it's 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 kind of irrelevant because like the original translation is Arsenico Tawai, which is like men who share many beds. It's man whoring. It's not necessarily gay men. So. There's some translation uh, debates to be held there when it comes to the Apostle Paul and what he said about homosexuality. And then if you look in Leviticus, which was actually anti-homosexuality at that point from a biblical standpoint, well, that kind of actually changes things uh, until up until actually Jesus Christ, who fulfilled the law. So Levitical laws uh, don't exactly... They're they're not they're not the they're not the thing the device that's sending anyone or condemning anyone so so it's 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 a little bit different. 
Okay, uh, Steph M says the ISTP you knew is not healthy or self-actualized at all. Like, okay, uh, that's not necessarily true, but whatever. Um, okay. Okay, so we have uh, Kangan Krishna, Sarmu Pegu, uh, who is next. So let's see what we have here. Okay, someone who typed in all caps. Um, and they say, CS Joseph, it's high time you come out and defend what you preach against critique. That's what anybody does to establish claims. It's a healthy dialogue meant to check your ina our inaccuracies and flaws of our argument. It's the basis of academic learning, which is crucial in order to engage in truths rather than falsities. And your remark and style of dismissing people who want to have a discussion with you regarding your position through personal attacks also doesn't help. If somebody has a great undefeatable claim, then it should be accepted regardless of people's background. If you do not agree, then fight the argument by defeating the argument and not the history of the character of the person. And today I have lost all inch of my respect for you. It's disgusting and cowardly. If you're so right, prove them wrong. Do not attack their humanity, you donkey pseudo nerd profiting off people through your false propaganda. Your, your, your viewers are as dumb as you. They know nothing about Jungian typology because they learnt nothing but your false propaganda, which they unfortunately and questionably believe it's true. I feel sorry for your viewers. I really do. They deserve better than a false teacher. My response. It is written, don't give that which is holy to the dogs, neither throw your pearls before the pigs, lest perhaps they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. What does that mean? That means like, if you want me to debate you on a topic, then like, I mean, there's gotta be, you know, like, I'm just not gonna just do that. Like, I mean, fine, you know, make videos. I mean, I'm making videos, make videos, you know, Call me out and show me specifically where I am correct with actual research and actual evidence instead of just being like, hey, you're this, this, and this. As far as I can tell, I'm one of the few people actually citing sources here and using reference material, whereas other people, uh, my critics, have not actually. All I really see, and they talk about me talking about propaganda or whatever, when all I see from my critics is videos about how much of a bad person I am and about how, quote, my audience is dumb as rocks when the reality of the situation is is that a lot of my audience is their audience so who's right right you know it, i just it just makes me feel like that maybe these people you know my critics are just afraid that they're that they're just ultimately afraid that you know what they're saying or their channels or whatever ultimately become meaningless one day because what they're saying is inaccurate right and you know, and if that's the case, I, I can understand that, you know, because it's like, well, hey, I need to discredit Chase as much as possible so that I stay relevant, okay? I guess that's a basic uh, survival uh, standpoint, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm like, is that is that really, is that really real? I mean, I have proven that what I'm saying is correct, and that's good enough for me. And there's many people who have learned this and actually tried who have found this out to be correct. So, uh, you know, that's like, but that's like, you know, how, how useful is that? You know what I'm saying? So not much I can do about that. So, and I get, uh, I get that I've triggered for any people because apparently, uh, I, 
speaking about false propaganda, and yet there's so many people's lives who have been changed for the better. So apparently I'm false. Okay. If you think that, that's okay. I'm not going to stop you. He who has an ear, let him hear, right? It's not much I could do that. So, but other people, they say that I don't. So, whatever. Okay, let's see, let's see what's next here. Okay, so, um, Mad Biscuit 23 says, NI is not about goal orientation or completion. That is SE. No, it's not. Uh, and NE isn't being able to look into the vastity of futures. Okay. NE is a metaphysical action. NI is knowing through truth. N no. I, where are you getting, like, can someone, like, look, if you guys are going to tell me that my definitions of cognitive functions are incorrect, can someone at least link a source that shows where I'm actually incorrect? Uh, that would be nice. Because then I could actually take that source and put it on a Who Triggered CSJ episode, scroll down to it, you know, or copy and paste it into a notepad or a Word document, and then state in red where it is correct, where it isn't correct. So I could use like TI Parent to go through it. I think that would be useful to everybody. Instead of just saying that I'm wrong and then running away, I, I, I don't understand. Like, what does that have to do with it? You know? So, uh, okay, like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. Um, okay, so MadBiscuit23 says, your understanding of any and I is literally just so wrong. That's why you're uh, an ENTJ or ESTJ. And it's like, okay, if that's really who I am, I'm more inclined to believe that I'd be an ENFP over that. You know what I'm saying? And when I took the test, which you're probably carrying a lot by the test that uses the letter dichotomies, I first tested as INFJ. And then I tested as INTJ. So, and then much later I tested as uh, ENTP, you know, so, so which, which is it? You know what I'm saying? Like the, the test is not appropriate. Um, my response to that is the world isn't flat because to be honest, people who maintain this point of view about the cognitive functions uh, are what I would, I kind of like liken them to flat earthers and uh, people who have the more enlightened point of view when it comes to uh, the cognitive functions and their actual definitions, they are not uh, flat earthers, right? You know, no offense, but I mean, like it's, it's the same kind of concept because flat earthers would persecute and execute and maim people who are not flat earthers. I mean, just talk to Galileo about that, you know? And that's kind of, you know, my, my concern, but apparently I'm a bad person or a false teacher. I, I, I don't get it. Um, Lawrence Nicolade says, I always thought improving my fellow men made me look like a jerk, and yet I can't help myself. And I'm like, well, preach. I mean, I'm told I'm a jerk all the time by helping improve my fellow man because no one actually wants to listen uh, to, uh, to uh, what I'm saying. So apparently I must be an idiot and a false teacher, you know. But then again, do my critics actually uh, receive comments like this? M. Pugatsa says, to all the people who have gone out of their way to establish this community and to you, C.S. Joseph, I'm writing this comment in order to express my gratitude from the bottom of my F.I. child. I would contribute to your effort by donating if I had any money, but I can only thank you right now. You truly helped me understand aspects of myself that I wouldn't even think they existed, that you made me comfortable in a sense to take into account my intuitive inferiority and to consider that the metaphysical is something as equally important as the sensible, that it can 
truly make life expand and flourish despite the overwhelming need to conform, not only as how someone lives, but how someone thinks and feels, which are, of course, components of life itself. I really wish that more people will get into contact with your content and get triggered to deal with themselves in their lives. I, um, there are a lot of things I would like to discuss with you, but the comment will miss its point. Anyway, once more, I'd like to thank you, CSJ, and the rest of the community for your time and effort that you're putting on the table. A big shout from Greece. Uh, Mr. Pugatska, uh, you're very welcome. Uh, much appreciated. This is very high praise. So, I mean, you know, apparently Mad Biscuit 23 thinks I'm, you know, a piece of crap because I don't know what I'm talking about. But then again, we get people like this who are like, well, actually, that's not the case. I'm receiving some huge benefit from my life. I wonder if those other MBTI YouTubers are getting comments like this. Hmm. Yeah, probably not. Just saying. So, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nathan C. Uh, is telling me that... Uh, okay, well, actually, let's put it up. Let's, let's put Nathan C. up here. Um, so Nathan C. Um, oops, let's not do that. Uh, let's go here. Comment contains Nathan C. Nathan C. Uh, says, read Christ in Egypt, the Horace Jesus connection. Also read the Christ conspiracy, the greatest story ever sold. Both are supported by Egyptologists. And uh, my response, and supported by me in an archetypical format, uh, I almost entirely reject the notion of the virgin birth because it is likely inspired by paganism derived by the mystery Babylon religion, which precedes Egypt. People often ignore Nimrod of Babylon and his resurrection and virgin birth. Uh, a lot of people think like I'm some super Christian or whatever, or trying to sell people on church, and I'm not. I actually apply critical thinking to religious texts which is why I throw up a whole bunch of them out the window, including some books of the Bible, because I find them either nothing more than words of wisdom or absolutely categorically false, because I'm not interested in allowing the gray hairs of the Council of Trent or the Council of Nicaea to dictate to me what exactly is biblical canon or not, because I don't give a damn what their opinion is. So I think it uh, should be up to me to decide what I believe or what I think is true based on critical thinking. So... All right, we have Miss Riz next. Miss Riz, next comment, Miss Riz. So she says, for anyone who thinks that it's impossible to social engineer an INTJ, that's not true. Whatever Chase said in the video is true. But the most important thing is keep in mind that it's gonna take a long time to do it. Patience is the key. And yeah, I completely understand what you had to go through with that INTJ girl, LOL, and ENFP, who have tried it smiley face all right thank you uh miss riz uh, for your comment in response to how to social engineer intj so shadow quick okay so shadow quick got another one mr shadow quick i enjoy mr shadow quick as well so let's see what he said in response to that control versus movement question in the how to type chat, an example is when you enter an auditorium to find a seat. A control person might enter the room and stand still at the bottom, look around for available seats, assess, assess which seats are optimal, choose one, 
and then start moving towards the chosen seat. This occurs because they're outcome focused. On the other hand, a movement person will enter the room without stopping and kind of make the decision about where to sit as they're walking, maybe based on the direction that they happen to walk in or kind of spontaneously. That's because they're on autopilot and more process focused. They probably do the same kind of thing when they walk into a bus, metro, grocery store, or other place. Mr. Shadowquick, I would like to thank you for explaining uh, in layman's terms the difference between control and movement. This is actually one of the best explanations I've ever seen come from this audience. So I'd like to say kudos to you, Mr. Shadowquick, because that was excellent. Uh, very excellent uh, uh, definition of uh, control versus movement. So thank you for posting this comment. I wanted to highlight that for the rest of the audience. So. All right, so. Okay, so we have Victoria Fitzgibbon. She says, this is in response to how to social engineer ISTPs. And she says, quotes, because of their personal pride. And then she says, this is accurate. And then she says, you sound so bitter. What ISTP hurt you? Uh, my response, most ISTPs actually help me. One of my most favorite types. Stop assuming bias based on painful memories of the past. Just because you do that doesn't mean I do. And then she says, I asked because you sounded bitter. I wasn't trying to be biased. I don't know how it came off that way, but okay, sure. See, the problem is, Victoria, is that I'm not trying to be offensive here. It's just that when you when you say that you sound bitter, it doesn't mean, okay, you can say that, but then you're, when you say what ISTP hurt you, that's an assumption. You're actually making an actual assumption there, and I'm calling you out for the assumption, okay? So I'm actually gonna reply to that and be like, um, so the bias is indicated as a result of the assumption you made when you asked what ISTP hurt you, question, 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 quote. This is my, this is my position on this. Thank you. All right. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. Okay, uh, Wayne H. This is a comment from Wayne H. Let's move on to the next one. Good old Wayne H. I just wanted to comment how uh, saying how much I appreciate the work that you do. I've been talking about you a lot in the slash r MBTI Reddit. I keep going at it and started to get more and more people agree with me to agree with you. That you're not as bad as people say. This is my comment to a thread titled, How do you feel about C.S. Joseph? It's extremely long, so feel free to skim. Quote, I personally love his content. I also love Megan Lovato as well and Damon Gray. I think a big reason as to why a lot of people don't like C.S. Joseph here on Reddit seems to be unknown or hated. Uh, very few actually like him, is that they don't understand his way of thinking. He reminds me of Kanye West. Okay, interesting. He's an ENTP like me. 
I remember when Kanye said slavery is a choice. Everyone that heard about it immediately lost respect for him, not me. I actually tried to understand his way of thinking, regardless of how uh, I personally felt by his statement. Yeah, I also maintain that slavery is a choice, because better to uh, uh, die uh, on your feet than live on your knees. I think that's what he was implying. This is what I do whenever I listen to C.S. Joseph. When you actually know a type and how a type acts, you start to realize that what he's saying is true. Many lecture preaching incoming. A lot of people don't like his description of the cognitive functions. For example, one way he describes an eye is it's about what I want. Well, if you're new to his channel and hear him say stuff like that without looking at season one, he goes in depth about the functions in this season, you'd probably immediately think that he's crazy because anyone can want anything, right? You'd be right if you said this. But we all know that by now that anyone can use any function and NI doesn't have only one definition. He can't go in depth on what function means in every video, so he'll say things like, I want to give you an experience when he talks about NISE. That statement can come out of someone's mouth in a lot of ways. The easiest way I can relate to this is my STP sister. She has an I child, so she innocently wants things. The child function is optimistic in nature. He calls it the innocent child, blah, 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 blah. Okay, he keeps explaining. So... Instead of, uh, uh, you know, so he's explaining how, you know, with ISTPs, children, you make deals with them instead of punishing them. And then he's like, this is a huge reason why I like C.S. Joseph so much. He can sometimes sound confusing, but you kind of have to trust from the start and try out his advice to see it works or not. That is why theory should always be tested and verified by actually applying it to the real world. Thank you. Thank you. Because those INFPs out there are too lazy to actually test and see if it works in the real world because they're too scared to do that on their own. And they'd rather do it the safe thing, for example. It doesn't have to be INFPs. It could be most people, for example. They're just the type that would do it the most more than anyone else statistically. But the point is, is that if you all want to play it safe and rely on what the majority says and actually tack on your thinking to what the majority says and continue your ignorance and continue your heads being in the sand, that's on you. That's not on me. But the bottom line is, if you actually take the content that I am teaching about this psychology, about this science, and actually apply it to real life, you will have success. You just have to not be lazy and try it out and be willing to take risks. It's no different than getting game and going up to a woman and not being afraid of rejection and, and allowing her to reject you as you like try to pick her up. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm like being pro pickup artist right now, but the point is I'm just using that as an example, right? Go try it out and see how it works and see it proven to you right in front of you, right? Like a lot of people just don't get that. But apparently like I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about for some reason. Um, so, uh, anyway, you don't really see anyone else taking the science and improve it like he's doing. Huh. Well, it's kind of funny that uh, this person is mentioning that. You know, He's really putting new theories and ideas out there instead of focusing on what we already know is true. We should be trying to implement as many theories as possible and test them together. We can do this by being open and honest with our experience, things involving time, not, not judging anyone for their personal questions and theories. I believe that his four sides of mind theory is accurate, and he's providing a solid foundation for all of us to grow on. I'm tired of seeing people not taking us seriously when we talk about this stuff. I'm tired of big names like 16personalities.com that tarnish the name of Jungian analytical psychology. I see his plan, and I want him and his business to succeed. I want this topic to be taught in schools one day. Maybe if people realize that not everyone absorbs information the same way, they'll change the school systems. Preach it! 
Who knows? Imagine a world where everyone understands everyone. Imagine if this blew up and everyone was talking about his stuff. He believes that the science is the key to world harmony, to world peace, and I agree. Uh, this post is getting more traction and the community is starting to mention your name more and more. I hope you don't give up upon us. We need you. Thank you, Mr. Wayne. Um, and then uh, a few comments later, Mr. Wayne completely like decided to come after me anyway because he says absolute truth doesn't exist, which I am an individual here that most of this audience knows I'm actually very pro-absolute truth. Uh, so he's like, you must believe something before you learn it, because when a man knows all, he still doesn't know. A man could say that life is meaningless, and he'd be right. You wouldn't be able to prove him wrong. Wisdom is truly different from knowledge. I figured this out whenever I allowed my FI demon function to aspire. Nothing is true or false. Nothing is right or wrong. Nothing is real or not. Anything can mean anything. Anyone can be objectively correct. Anyone can see anything. Anyone can feel anything. With this knowledge, I now know that it's impossible to judge my neighbor for anything because I know everything makes sense in their heads. Well said. Don't tell me that I'm cor correct or incorrect. Don't judge me from actions because I don't believe you. If I don't believe, then it is impossible for me to care about anything. Is your, and my question is, is your statement about absolute truth doesn't exist a true statement? You know, and then he tries to prove me wrong. That's why that's the exist. Um, you know, yes and no. That's the real absolute truth. Nothing can mean anything. Everyone is a hypocrite, and because life contradicts itself. Um, so, so. Um, yeah, and I'm like, you're invalidating your argument by claiming of any of what you said is true. So, but basically, Wayne H.'s argument is that absolute truth does not exist. But it does exist, logically speaking. Using logic, you can prove that absolute truth exists, just like you can do a proof in geometry. Because if anyone claims that absolute truth does not exist, and you ask that person afterwards, well, is that a true statement? If they say yes, then that invalidates the existence of the statement which means that it is true. So absolute truth does exist. We may not be able to perceive it, touch it, wield it, hone it, etc. But logically speaking, it has to. But because absolute truth exists, so also does absolute good, right? There are some absolutes. We just can't explain everything. And it's arrogant for us to maintain that there isn't absolutes, right? We can't really maintain that issue anyway. Because that leads into universalist thinking, which too can absolve us of all personal responsibility. And we already know naturally as human beings that personal responsibility exists. Or are we just like, you know, giving ourselves into like this whole point of view where no one is responsible for everything, which ultimately leads to chaos and anarchy. So absolute truth has to exist if the ego exists and the ego's purpose is to bring order to the chaos, right? So it's absolutely necessary. So, um... Wayne's a cool guy, but I just disagree with him on the absolute truth component. Uh, but his argument is also very sound. I enjoy his argument. He makes a great argument. I still maintain he's incorrect, but uh, his argument, if his argument itself is true, well, does that necessarily mean absolute truth is true? I mean, that, it's, it's a question. It's really a chicken or egg argument, right? So uh, food for thought, folks. All right, let's uh, let's see what the next one is. Oof, lots of uh, 
think Ashley Knossen is next. You know what else can keep an ENFP from going into depravity node? A life of suffering. Don't give all the credit for good ENFPs to INFJs. Hmm. Well said, Ashley. Well said. Troy Bush, who is next? Um, Troy Bush. Let's see. I hope he didn't delete his comment. And looks like he did delete his comment. That's the thing about uh, people who are INFJs. INFJs, they post something, then their SE inferior kicks in, then they delete comments. Good thing I'm able to keep track of all the comments anyway, and I'm going to read it to you because I have a copy of the comment. Chase, I'm an INFJ. I've watched the Virtue and Vice video, the Who Are the INFJs, and now uh, this one. And yes, they are very confrontational, and you don't pull any punches. However, as painful and discouraging as the confrontation can be, it is literally like medicine to my soul. At the risk of sounding cheesy, from the ashes, hope is rising. For one, it all makes perfect sense, which helps me understanding the maddening dynamics of my personality. And secondly, it raises my vision toward the positive potential that is intrinsic to my personality type. Like you said, people seldom, seldom call us on our bullshit, at least in my experience. They just leave or cut ties, and that just reinforces the internal critic. But I'm starting to see through the crap which and get tools to break the cycle and make something useful of my life. I'm 46, which kind of sucks. I wish I had this information 20 years ago, but better late than never. And I have a suspicion that all the crap in my past is laden with rich potential to draw from in my pursuit of making this world a better place. So thank you for calling out my bullshit. You may have just saved my life. Keep up the good work, man. So thank you, uh, Mr. Troy Bush. I apologize if you, uh, for some reason, thought that we, this audience, would be uncomfortable with you sharing this beautiful comment with us, but uh, there's no need to do so. Um, I get that these Who Triggered CSJ episodes, people think that, you know, like, I'm going to, like, you know, go after them or something like that, but... I'm only going to go after you if TI parents like what you're saying is incorrect and I'm going to call you out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm answering critics. There have been a few times where I've been criticized. I'm like, okay, yeah, that person's absolutely correct. And I've agreed. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen, right? But Troy, still realize it's necessary uh, to uh, maintain. Um, Railgun just got in. She just said hi. Um, uh, I think she's uh, coloring her hair tonight or, uh, or or changing her hair color. So it's, uh, it's looking pretty good so far. Uh, well, it's going to be looking pretty good, I, I imagine. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you, Troy, uh, for the post. I really appreciate that. Uh, John Roberts says, hey, Chase, do you think Hamlet's an INTP? I am not really sure. Um, so... Oh, okay. Oh, Marky Mark has an interesting question. I'm saying, what is the point of the concept of absolute truth or good at the end of the day? That's what I meant. All right. So to answer your question, Mark, uh, there there is a reason why it's necessary to understand that. And it really comes down to our trickster functions. The trickster functions themselves across all of the 16 types is really why absolute good or absolute truth is uh, is, abs is is necessary. Because when you uh, develop your superego in such a way where it becomes an angelic force instead of a demonic force, the trickster function becomes the new parent function of the superego, such that it becomes insanely powerful, absolutely powerful, 
So me with someone who has FI Trickster, I end up having the absolute most responsible, highest moral standard in all of the cosmos as a result of activating the angelic superego all the way through after reaching enlightenment, basically. And that, that means that my type as the ENTP is capable of understanding the absolute good, even though I'm someone who purports the absolute truth on a regular basis. So me, who would typically be an amoral person, could become the most moral of all, basically, in the cosmos as a result. And that's the reason why it's important to understand concepts like absolute truth and absolute good, because they are the final result of, uh, among, and, that, and that's two of the eight final results of the trickster function, right? Because someone can, with SI trickster can understand absolute discipline. Uh, someone with uh, uh, NI trickster can understand absolute desire, or being able to get through any obstacle, for example. There's a lot of different things there that come as a result of developing their angelic superego. Um, so, um, but yeah, cool. Uh, hashtag mind blown. Thank you, Victoria. Um, but, okay. Um, so Troy Bush, thank you, sir. Uh, that was uh, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Um, we got uh, Mazellus. Mazellus is next. Let's see here. Mazellus. Um, God bless you, Chase. About six months ago, I discovered the wimpy Myers-Briggs test, but I resulted with INFJ, and there's no doubt, uh, there's certainly no doubt of mistyping. Through and through, I certainly am INFJ, so much so it hurts. When I first found this video, I cried <coughs> over a feeling so recognized. From there, I began working on my psychological weaknesses, which not only repaired my relationships and taught me who to lean on, but also led to a breakthrough of mental blockages, which opened me up for a spiritual awakening three months ago, and now I'm understanding my purpose, etc. Wait a minute. Someone is watching my lectures and understanding their purpose in life? Wow, like, that's pretty powerful. I wonder if the other MBTI YouTubers do that or get comments like that. I don't know, I haven't seen it. So today I've returned to this video for a recap and I can see how much I've changed by refreshing my mind of what I will always need to be aware of. But most importantly, your emphasized faith. I really needed to hear it when I first heard it, and I didn't even realize until now how much of an impact it made on me until now. I owe you so much simply for making this video, but mostly because your belief in my capability. Truly, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you, Ms. Ellis, uh, because the truth is I do have faith in you. I do have faith in INFJs to make this world a better place. It is their purpose after all, but I have to criticize you folks in order for you to become better, because if I don't criticize you, then you're not going to grow, and then our race will not have a better future as a result. So, so yeah, um, moving on to, uh, so thank you, uh, Ms. Ellis. I really appreciate that very much. Um, and uh, I live in Sacramento, uh, to answer your other question. Okay. Okay, this is a, an interesting comment. So we have no D. No D. I don't know what he means by no D, but uh, why not? No D. All right. This is in response to how to social engineer INTJs. Uh, so, um, okay. 
So, yeah, CG, I really don't care about MBTI. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. What I'm saying is not real MBTI, so fair enough. Unless you're talking about the 16 personality test, then I would also agree with that because the MBTI is its own test. Although I wouldn't call it a psychometric unless you're saying it's a psychometric as a tool that people use in general, then fair enough. I, 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 I yeah, I could get that. But is it truly a psychometric? I, I, I probably disagree with that. So that's just, sorry, it's just my TE critic, Mr. CG. I'm not, I'm not trying to be an ass. I'm just trying to like understand what it is you're saying. Anyway, Mr. No D says, I learned to manage procrastination at work because there is a difference between the house and the work. Nobody can hack or cheat me on that trying to use the pseudo procrastination at work. What an INTJ can do for such guy trying to do that is that in co-working INTJ learn faster than other and just let you far behind a result when you are totally let on the corner due to the fast learn of an INTJ in different domain. When you get that of an INTJ, you shut your frecking mouth about procrastination and the selfish stuff at work. You are talking about INTJ that doesn't know themselves and didn't grow. So yeah, if you catch a noob INTJ, play with, but if you try to go with a pro INTJ, you lose and you pay for it. Just as you describing Frank to have this ability to be multitask, I am a multitask in the working world and, and not just proud like a no one has a single job in a single position as a low uh, coworker and pretend to hack an INTJ. You can hack a noob INTJ, not a pro uh, INTJ. Hope you get that point. A pro INTJ will understand and feel if a no one dumb to try to get them fired enough by the amount of work because there are signs to catch at any time. He will show you that you failed to do that and find a solution after results to definitely get you, like to change you at purposes to assault city. Wow, this guy is so triggered. Um, and everywhere procrastinator INTJ is not a complete INTJ. Most people don't get that at that work that you have time at work and the time at home to yourself. Not always. That's actually not always true. Uh, the worst place an INTJ wouldn't be in such kind of a freaking company is like saying a family here. Okay, that's assuming the ideal. Like, not every INTJ has like this perfect place to work where this doesn't happen to them, okay? Yeah, not for me. If a guy like you tries this kind of tactic, you have serious interest in getting ready for the future because you risk to taste seriously. INTJ are not my little pony people like you, okay? The dark side work too. What's old are you, 30 something? I reach my 50, I crush you at work if you try this. I see it, I will see it in a sec. Your first word come out with the movement. All what you described started at 15 minutes is something you can't do to a pro INTJ. That's why I was never fired and they always asked me to multitask in time. You literally failed about INTJ to me. My response to Mr. No D, pride comes before the fall. That's all I have to say. So, uh, you're most welcome, Mr. John Robert. Okay, yeah, this guy is, he's very cranky, um, so. Okay. I mean, I guess I guess CG the the definition of psychometric has something to do with um, um, 
like you know what people collectively believe is a psychometric not necessarily means it's true or not uh, something that's validated still based on a TE belief Callum Melrose uh, quoting Carl Jung people will do anything no matter how absurd in order to avoid facing their own soul one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light but by making the dark the darkness conscious well said um, okay very important I need to actually emphasize this so we're talking about the darkest uh, let's see here Callum Melrose and he's quoting Carl Jung here people will do anything no matter how absurd in order to avoid facing their own soul preach one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light but by making the darkness conscious so when you make the unconscious conscious what does that do for you right he's talking Carly this is Carl Jung talking about how to become enlightened right so it's basically like it's Carl Jung agreeing with everything that I've basically been saying within season 17 that's pretty awesome so so yeah Mr. CG I I'm not saying I disagree with you I just I just question the label of psychometric itself I'm not entirely sure I I think I think if a lot of people agree on something they can make a label seem valuable does it mean it's true I don't know I I don't know it's just this is just T credit talking so um all right somebody's uh somebody's baby um uh, uh, got really upset at me apparently so uh, we're going to take a look and find out why that's the case um, um, let's see which they deleted their comment dang that sucks um, alright well good thing I saved it so somebody's baby uh, Chase I have to respectfully disagree with your videos uh, with your views on integration first Babylon was wicked not because everyone shared one language, but because people there were so arrogant and tried to be like gods that, as a result, God had decided to create different languages. Second, you pointed at, you pointed to the Native American genocide as another example of why integration is not a good thing. This is the exact same reason the El Paso Walmart shooter stated in his manifesto as to why he felt justified in killing Hispanic Americans. He said that if white Americans didn't fight against Latino immigration, whites will become what happened to the Native Americans. Integration was not the reason for the Native American genocide. White supremacy was the reason. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, colonialism was the reason for the Native American genocide with all the natives that were killed in the Americas. I think it was uh, colonizing and colonialism. I think that was the issue. I don't think it had anything to do with white supremacy. Uh, I, don't, I mean, apparently that's what they believe, but okay. Read Tecumseh's speech. You can see it on Wikipedia. To Confederacy of Native American Tribes. Native Americans helped European settlers adjust to the New World, but that wasn't enough. The European settlers' greed was unquenchable. And most importantly, let's uh, please be honest, white men in particular have an ego and pride like no other. Okay, that's very subjective and uh, apparently like 
I feel strawmanned because I am a white man technically, and uh, apparently, you know, just by you labeling me saying that I have an ego and pride, you've just completely invalidated my voice because it's a straw man fall fallacy. So, okay, thank you for uh, straw manning me right here as somebody's baby. I mean, that's really useful. So, lastly, integration is a good thing because it creates a balance. American culture is heavily influenced by Anglo-Saxon Germanic influences that highly emphasize pragmatism. Not necessarily true. Why is the United States of America an SJ society? Hey, could you explain that to me? Running hot water and a solid infrastructure is not enough to nourish people's souls and evoke true joy, which is one of the reasons why meaninglessness is so rampant in American society. No. Actually, meaninglessness is so rampant in American society because we find ourselves in a situation where parents can no longer teach children and have to allow the establishment to teach children because the American greenback is literally worthless and it lost a thousand percent of its value since its inception as a result of the Federal Reserve's birth at Jekyll Island. And that's also why, on average, we require two and a half minimum wage incomes just to be able to support a family here within the United States of America. It actually has nothing to do with the fact, you know, like it, it has nothing to do with that. It's not about infrastructure because we have no buying power as is. So don't even go there. That's not that's not actually really fair to say, you know, because it used to be that there needed to be only one breadwinner for a home, but not anymore. But then again, the result of that is people stay ignorant and thus the establishment doesn't change, which will ultimately lead to a very bloody revolution. Let's be honest, it's happened in other places. Why won't it happen here? Well, might want to be considered, you want to consider of your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? If the Europeans had not nearly decimated the Native American culture, you mean reduce the American culture by one tenth? That's what you mean when you say decimated, right? And balance their culture with other cultures that place more emphasis on interpersonal relationships, I think American society would be better as a whole. Maybe. And the melting of cultures does not lead to vanillization. Actually, it does. Or loss of flavor, as you stated. If anything, the past has shown the opposite outcome. Look at New Orleans, for example. Can anyone call the city of New Orleans, African, Native American, French, Spanish, boring? Well, what they can say is that the Acadian race of people, people who speak the Acadian language, also known as Cajun French, uh, they're fading away. That culture is going to cease to exist. The children, Cajun children today, don't know the language. So don't tell that. Don't don't say that integration is always a good thing and then cite New Orleans as an example. Somebody's body baby, are you are you kidding me? That's not that's not that's not real. It's not true. Yes, the flavor will change, but I think the outcome will be better than the original. Not always. Native American tribes, for example, and their rituals, their customs, and their belief systems and their languages are absolutely beautiful. Not to mention some of their clothing and their art and everything that they do, and and the way that they uh, the the way that they have the uh, the journey of developing men men of strength men of honor instead of man children like our society has produced. I dare to say that they what they have is actually better. And statistically, they're a little bit more happier than the rest of us here in the United States of America. You know, the most stressed nation here on the planet. So exactly where do you get off by having this opinion? Like, come on, I don't I don't understand that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, and then they continue saying, also, all, all present cultures that you see now is most likely the fusion of different cultures from the past. It's not realistic to want things to stay the same and be pure. 
Okay, I agree it's not realistic, but we can make it realistic. People seek novelty, and as Estelle Peril uh, discovered after traveling more than 20 countries and speaking to different people, different backgrounds, that desire is created when there's a bridge to cross. Also, didn't you say that proof of life is growth change? Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Somebody's baby, but the thing is too, people need to be given the choice. If people have the choice to keep to themselves, then they should be allowed to. And if people want to have the choice to mix in with other uh, nations or cultures, fine. They have a choice, but it all comes down to freedom of choice. But instead, we have concepts like gerrymandering within the United States of America that basically proves that that's not actually the case. Judge people, judge our government, judge our culture by its actions. Not by what they say, but by its actions. And if you judge our culture by its actions, you will see that integration, according to Martin Luther King, has done more harm to African Americans than what Malcolm X was preaching. You know, having a black state. Why couldn't all African Americans just move to New Hampshire and have their own black state? Black government, black governor, black senators, you know, with their own laws and their own culture. I would imagine, and, and become their own economic powerhouse. Why not? They would make up the majority and be able to do that. And then they would have their own sub-nation, you know, like a state was is supposed to be within the Union of the United States of America, which adds additional cultural flavor. Why do we have to force everybody to be in this integrated state all the time? It actually ends up reducing conflict because then we end up being forced to have mutual respect for our neighbors, whereas now we don't. Racism is even more of a problem as a result. You see what I'm saying? How about we empower men to realize that they have people like them and are supported to them and like-minded because birds of a feather flock together. Why don't we be supportive of that? Oh, because then that would create real men and not man-children, and those real men wouldn't stand for how the establishment works today, which would lead to the four boxes of liberty. Getting on your soapbox, which is what I'm doing here right now on YouTube, right? Or going to the ballot box and voting what you believe in, right? Or going to the judicial box and suing them, you know, until you get what you need to protect your freedom or protect your liberty. Or if that doesn't work yet, go to the freaking ammo box get your guns and do it the old-fashioned way right oh wait that's what they did in the american revolution but apparently integration is evil right no that's not true so in summary anything that i said above the typical white person most likely just deny 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 ignore due to arrogance and pride okay thank you for straw manning me thank you for ad hominem that's appropriate and so unfortunately america will most likely face the same demise as the babylonians Okay, fair enough. Uh, my response, forcing integration onto anyone is wrong. If you see things in such a black and white terms, as in choose integration or no integration, then you're being ignorant. The truth is, people should be given the choice to preserve their culture or lose their culture. Your argument implies that you are more interested in taking away the choice from people. So people can follow MLK or they can follow Am Malcolm X. I just prefer Malcolm X. So... Anyway, uh, since we're getting somewhat political, which is more uh, important to you, equality, fraternity, or freedom? Freedom is much more important, Mr. Uh, Matthias Jurgensen. Um, 
Karen Donald says, you need to work on being a good person first and foremost. Then all that manipulative stuff won't be so important to you. Best wishes, INTJ woman. Okay, sure. And I'm like saying, my response to Karen Donald is, are you saying that you are a good person? Are you saying that you don't need to be put in similar work? I mean, I, it's just like, what am I supposed to do with that? Apparently, I'm not a good person because I teach people how to manipulate each other. Actually, that's not what I'm doing. I'm teaching people to understand how manipulation works so they can prevent themselves from being manipulated. It's not that hard. Okay. So uh, let's go to Antonella uh, Piccolo. I really wanted to hear your explanation until the end. This is for how do we use the type grid. But I can't get past your conspiracy theories about medicines and your chauvinism. That is really sterile. Do you know that girls have Asperger's, ADD, and ADHD too, and they take meds when needed? And my response is, you're really ignorant if you believe I'm a chauvinist. I don't get it. For some reason, there's so many people that come to this YouTube channel and just automatically assume that I'm a chauvinist and a misogynist or a hater of women or a woman hater. I don't, I don't get it. Is it, is it why is it wrong for me as a man to actually challenge a woman on on their thinking you know because they challenge me all the time I mean, we just we just we just read uh somebody's baby basically explained to me that uh because i'm a white man i'm just prideful and arrogant and there go as a result i don't get an opinion okay so now apparently i'm just a, a chauvinist prick at the same time why is it no one is willing to take personal responsibility like can people actually take responsibility for their actions? That would be nice. But apparently I'm being accused of not being able to, uh, you know, like uh, take responsibility for my actions whatsoever. Uh, explain that to me. How is that remotely the case? You know, I, I don't I don't get it. Like, I, I, I really don't get it. So um, let's see what we got next. Uh, Okay, let's see. All right, so uh, Wei Chung Li, um, Wei Chung Li, and uh, let's see what they said. All right. I don't like it when it appears to me evolution is pulled into Jungian cognitive function. Some would view one as biology, the other psychology and growth. I also don't like uh, much like it when it appears you hold the view that sex is sin or use terms like sin of flesh. It may be helpful to explain why the sexual need is distinguished from other biological needs for food, air, water, rest, or enjoying beauty in the same way food, music, textiles are appreciated. I prefer to sticking how we can better ourselves in achieving enlightenment. Like the advice, i.e. essay users benefit from reading. I like the books mentioned. Balancing pride with confidence, cultivating humility. My response, I don't hold the view as sex as sin. Don't project these things onto me. And then they responded again. It may be just that I hold particularly negative connotations to these ideas. Thank you. At least somebody around here is willing to... Uh, admit or take responsibility that they hold particularly negative connotations to what I'm saying. 
It's almost like when people freak out when I say all manipulation is a form of social interaction or all social interaction is a form of manipulation. Connotations and notions get in the way of people's judgments, folks. Get rid of connotations and start looking at the actual facts, right? And thankfully, Wei Chung Li was willing to admit that I hold particularly negative connotations to these ideas. So thank you, Wei Chung Li. I appreciate that. If and when the day comes your work is immortalized, not everyone is likely to hold these ideas well. Of course, and to be honest, like I fully expect to be murdered by the hands of another human being before that day happens. Let's be straight. Because what I'm talking about and what I'm teaching is so radically different from what other people are saying such that these ideas themselves actually challenge the status quo such that the majority of people out there would, would find it earth shattering and not actually be willing to take responsibility because once you know this knowledge, you are forced to take responsibility for your actions. And can everybody really do that? And once everyone takes responsibility for their actions, what then? How would society change? How would governments rise and fall as a result? What really would happen? What would change the education system? What would change the economic system? Or, or what would happen to those in power when everyone collectively is taking responsibility for their actions such that as a result of coming to a full-on understanding of exactly who they are? You know, what happens when you give someone their identity, their true identity? What happens then, right? It basically has the ability to basically take everything that we've constructed and turn it into dust so that the true structure can come as a result, right? A new kingdom, a new nation, a new way of thinking, a new way of life, a life focused on quality of life such that as a result of everyone on this planet understanding everybody else to these fundamental levels at levels even higher than the way that I understand other people such that as a result that we can finally come to a position or a place where, oh, we have such high quality of life that people are no longer afraid of death, okay? Imagine that, imagine that world, right? That is a world that we can bring across, but we have to get the word out, right? So, um, uh, J.P. also responded to Wei Shong Li, but to use the biblical reference as a metaphor, a prophet is not welcome in his homeland, uh, in his own land. One cannot please everyone, and tearing the message too much uh, risks destroying the message. Uh, thank you for saying that. And Annie Purdue with a super chat for $5. Thank you, Annie Purdue. Yes, there are definitely less than 50 ethnic groups in, in existence ever, so everyone gets their own state. I call dibs on Hawaii. Uh, if you want uh, Hawaii, go for it. Uh, I wouldn't like being dependent on imports in Hawaii, just saying. Uh, so um, let's uh, move on to the next one. Uh, okay, so Purity Balls says, WTF is wrong with this a-hole. He's having a personal argument with 2% of humanity. Did his INTJ so dump him? My response, your personal bias is unwavering, it would seem. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Mark. I definitely agree with you on that, for sure. Uh, it's definitely a, a better approach. 
Okay, Jonathan Phillips said something very important, so let's check this out. Uh, we all enjoy how, uh, I mean, I, I enjoy how I like calling out INFPs over and over for being ignorant. Um, and he says, uh, and I think this is Jonathan Phillips as an INFP himself stating this. He says, quote, even when it comes to ideas that aren't widely accepted, I feel like the fact that there is a community that supports any particular idea is enough to convince an INFP that said idea is worth internalizing. Wow. So basically an INFP just admitted quite publicly that because a community supports a particular idea, that's enough to convince an INFP that said idea is worth internalizing without verification of said idea. So why is it people get so butthurt when I call INFPs ignorant? You see what I'm saying, guys? Why? It's one of my biggest issues with, with INFPs. And then INFPs are like, oh, you're being such a dick all the time. And it's like, no, I'm trying to make you to better people. People that actually research. People who are not intellectually or academically lazy. That's what I'm trying to do. Because how else are INFJs or ENFJs going to execute the vision for a better philosophy to bring about a better tomorrow unless you INFPs are being academically and intellectually honest with yourselves and not lying to yourselves. That's why I do this. It's not because I'm trying to be a dick and say that ENTPs are the master race like you always read in the INTJ forums for some reason. It's because I want you to be real people who are actually academically and intellectually honest. That's why, okay? It's not about me being a dick. It's about me trying to make sure that tomorrow is a better future for all of us because I know how pivotal you INFPs are to that end. So stop getting upset about it. Literally one of your own just admitted how this works, how TE Inferior works. Even when it comes to ideas that aren't widely accepted, I feel like the fact that there is a community that supports any particular idea is enough to convince an INFP that said idea is worth internalizing. Wow. <coughs> yes, city and girl, I do have a very complicated relationship with INFPs. So. All right, so Nina Isaboke said, as an ESFJ, you could literally just ask <coughs> in regards to the COVID contract, WTF, it is we expect from you. If you love me, ask me what I need. Let's fulfill each other. It's a mutual devotion. <coughs> Excuse me, my voice is going away. I'm going to bring that up. <coughs> Water. <laughs> All right, Nina Isaboke, as an ESFJ, you could literally just ask, in regards to the COBRA contract, WTF it is we expect from you. If you love me, ask me what I need. Let's fulfill each other. It's mutual devotion. And my response is, and that too, is a covert contract. So we literally see right here in YouTube comments, right here, right here, with Nina Isaboke is, uh, or Isa Boker. I have no idea how to say her name. I apologize. Um, the covert contract of an ESFJ. 
You could literally just ask in regards to cover contract, what is it we expect from you? If you love me, ask me what I need. Let's fulfill each other. So, all right, folks. Um, I'm going to head out. Um, been at it for about two hours. Uh, so just want to say uh, goodbye to you folks for tonight. Thank you for joining us for this Who Triggered CSJ episode. The How to Social Engineer INTPs is going to be dropping very soon. Thank you all for your patience. Uh, and uh, I'll see you guys uh, next time. So thank you all for joining us uh, this evening. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Have a very uh, good night.